millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about Billy Eichner's bros. With special guest, Casey, my roommate. Thank Hello, you for joining guys. us, Casey. Yeah, so soon. Amazing. Casey is going to be a um, a very common, a very, very frequent guest since, one, they live with me, and mm-hmm. we go see movies together. <laughs> and three, I have so many opinions about everything all the time. They do. They do. <laughs> they do. So I, I know from a text that you guys really like this movie, huh? Yes. Um yes the the second I saw this <sighs> this this trailer I was like hell yes I want to see this so bad. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. So I've been hyped for for quite a few weeks before this movie even released. Um so I was very excited to see it. Casey you had some reservations at first? Yeah, I was kind of meh about it um especially because Billy Eichner kept pushing like this is the first like major studio pushing a gay romance and and yeah that's true and it's also like we see so many like uh gay cis queer stories constantly in books and in media so I was like man it's probably gonna be same old same old but oh my god I was in such like an emotional slump when we went and saw it and it was such like a bright light in the day it was like so funny and so good every single person in that theater like we were all laughing together it was it was awesome yeah i'd say this movie is very self-aware and yes that's one of the best parts about it uh billy eichner knows and he says many times in the movie he's a gay cis white male um and so obviously it's a movie about him really and that's what i think that you know the producer um does the best which is you know what's his name um the uh gosh i'm so so woefully unprepared here judd apatow (laughs) judd apatow makes movies Mm -hmm. around people he produces people like he basically lifts people up and this is one of the explicit like circumstances in which he says i want you to make a movie and i want you to be you in the movie and I want you to make it around you. And it's going to be everything that you want it to be. And it seems like Billy Eichner was a major push in that direction. Like saying, this is your personality. And I want you to be any anybody different. Write yourself a rom-com. <laughs> you know? And it was great. Did he say that in an interview? It's kind of what... Yeah, oh. I mean, he says it in the movie, too. It's kind of like, this is who he is. He is like this on Billy on the Street. He's like this in in everything that he's ever produced and made. And that amazing monologue that he does in the middle of the movie feels like it's coming out of his mouth. Like it feels like it's something that Billy has felt for a long time. And this is how he wants to express himself. 
Right. Right. I did. I did feel like Billy's acting in the movie felt very like felt very him, like in all of the things that we see him on, on Parks and Rec, on Billy on the Street. It felt very quick and quippy and kind of stand up. Like he, he was just like yeah. he was just do, doing stand up the whole movie, uh-huh. which which got to be a little much sometimes, but I still really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed Billy's character like a lot. Like I still I still really loved it. And I want to see it again and again. Yeah. And again. So many times. I want to see it again. Yeah. The jokes are so timely too. Like he's referencing things that are like still like in the internet discourse and everything. The one joke that really got me in the theater was like, <laughs> he joked about like I'm whatever happens to adult Evan Hansen. Hansen yes and it was me and one other person in the theater absolutely losing I, Casey la- I laughed out loud it. at that point as well I also was like <laughs> like it was like me and like four other people in this theater because I of course saw it in the middle of the day and yeah. so nobody goes to the movies in the middle of the day except for me and like I that saw joke, that joke went over my head because I don't I never <laughs> watched the dear evan hansen or something whatever play oh, movie whatever i happened. watched it on the plane and uh oh evan hansen's not a good person um let's just put that out there so he's sure. a real person no no, no, no it's no. a, it's a, a musical yeah. okay. it's it's a famous musical you know like okay. yeah and then it was made musical. into a movie and the movie is again like it's very problematic and very weird and and watching yeah. it it's just yeah, that joke was really good. There were so many <laughs> other <laughs> jokes. There were just such an exhausted sigh from Alessandra <laughs> on the other end. It like, really was uh-huh. like not great. Um, but the music's good though. Yeah, the music is fun. Um, is it a musical? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a musical. I just I love that this was uh, again. It is a very Judd Apatow making present jokes, making timely jokes. Um, talking about other uh, gay representation in the world. That was like amazing to just kind of have that commentary, especially from some gay people, obviously in this movie and other LGBTQ plus people just kind of commenting on their own culture and like making fun of a lot of things about that culture as well. And, and of course from like a lovely place and from like a heartwarming place, but still (laughs) like being able to laugh along with people like us who have watched um, at least quite a few things that are gay culture related that a lot of people even seeing this movie would still laugh at that stuff, you know? Yeah. As the resident queer person that uses gender neutral pronouns all the time, like seeing the scenes where they're in that boardroom, of course, everybody in that room is going to like play up on the comedy, but it, honestly, it felt so realistic of just being surrounded by other like highly educated queer people working on a project t- together and uh-huh. just having the same kind of disagreements over and over and over again about what does representation really look like? What are some of the things that we can do to make representation in the forefront of everybody's mind? And so it was like, wow, um, this is like a look back at like my undergraduate career right here it was really wild (laughs) and my favorite my favorite part when when they were talking about anger I don't remember their name but um it was the person that was bald and was like if I let my anger show I would kill every single one of y'all and I was like (laughs) Miss Lawrence played by Wanda or no Wanda played by Miss Lawrence 
So good. Fucking mood. So good. And jumping off like the museum scenes, like at all the like bureaucracy, like shit that happens Mm -hmm. with, with wanting to make this museum, they need donations. They need money and having Mm -hmm. to deal with bullshit. Like when they go and talk Mm -hmm. to that rich guy, um, oh over my in God. P-Town, oh. and they have to make this fucking roller coaster, <laughs> roller coaster of gay trauma. trauma for the, so that they get the three million dollars they need for for Bowen Yang. Yeah, to I get, I to love get the it. Museum made and Bowen Yang, of Emily course. Else. I mean, Bowen Yang is hilarious. He just he just made that. What? I want to call Emily out. Oh, okay. Emily I'm sorry. Out. Emily didn't know who Deborah Messing was. What? Oh, they're right. They're right. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. Surprise, Deborah Messing's in this movie. You're our De- resident Aaron. You don't know who Deborah Messing is. Once I saw her, I knew she looked familiar. I didn't know she was this gay icon, and 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 I knew she was on like some. some it's show. Will and Grace, Emily. That's like, <laughs> you know, dude. I don't know. I mean, I I admit I have and never seen. Match. I don't Will know. I I admit I've never seen Will and Grace, but I know of Will and Grace. I know of it. Of course, I do. It's like a, it's an iconic sitcom. Yeah, and it had a comeback. It had another rerun recently there's lots of stuff that that i still need to learn content that i still need to take i don't know if i'm ever gonna watch will and grace but you know it's now i now i know of it now i know of deborah (laughs) so wait okay so casey i have a question did you watch did you watch fire island because this had a okay so fire island i again was uh, some other content that we watched this year that i felt like was most aligned with this movie in a lot of ways you know, it's about just gay men mostly. Um, and, it's, and dating. Yeah, and dating. And so it yeah. was kind of like a very specific, you know, showing gay culture in a way that a lot of straight people never see it. And so that's what I liked about this movie as well, because it was trying to do that same thing. We're showing like gay sex on camera, showing us what it's like in gay culture and the kind of polyamory that is involved with that sometimes and all those things. Of course, in this movie, it was it was definitely capitalizing on that and making it a little bit funnier. But what it, I want to know what you think about the differences between those movies and what they showed us in those movies. So that's hard because I both feel like they showed similar parts of what queer culture can look like. Mm-hmm. And it was not and a good representation of all kinds of queer culture mm-hmm. you know because if we actually like look at statistics and everything it's like there are gay bars everywhere but there's only like i think 24 or 25 lesbian bars in the entire united states mm-hmm. or maybe less so you don't see any of that in here you don't see the secrecy that needs to be involved in a lot of different places like both of these movies were set in very um accepting uh places Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you really don't see the the prejudice the microaggressions that come with being queer um none of that they're all like incredibly attractive people Mm -hmm. so you don't see any stigma well in fire island i don't remember i know because bo and yang was one of the main characters i don't know if there was any like weight stigma that was put on but i know fire island definitely focused more on like the twinks mm-hmm. and like skinny men and everything i don't know 
I still feel like it was very much like for like all both of these movies, like the straight gays can look at it and be like, yeah, this makes sense. Um, because it's still like pretty people. Yeah. Um, I want to see more people that aren't like in the mainstream being featured and having these love stories. Yeah, I did see that um, Billy Eichner wanted to put people in the gay community, the LGBTQ plus community in this movie that actually aren't as popular in culture. And he like specifically casted people who don't really have that much following and that he wanted this movie to be kind of a gateway for them and try to bring them up into the culture a little bit more. So really, there aren't a lot of people other than him in this movie that are actually big names other than like small cameos. I wish I saw more of that because like if we look at like the conference table once again, we had like, I don't remember their names, but we had like the principal from Community there. We had Dot Marie Jones who was on Glee. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a few other people that were just so beautiful and radiant and everything. And I'm like, but where, where's like the common folk? Where's the people that, you know, and unfortunately, like I me. think that's still a pretty common thing just with rom-coms in general, yeah. like, and just Hollywood. Actors are gotta, gotta be pretty. <laughs> sure. Unfortunately, yeah. they, all, they all gotta be conventionally attractive, you know. I mean, I what I didn't know was that the um, counterpart in Bros was a Hallmark. Uh, was a Hallmark <laughs> actor. Casey also told me that. Yeah. Did not know. And really big. Did they intentionally cast him so they could make those Hallmark slash Hall Heart? Um, I sure hope so. Oh, they totally uh, did. Joke? They totally did. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I sure hope so. I, I'm sure it was intentional. Yeah, it's it's all intentional. And like, it's he was a cute, like, it. I also think that they were trying to, I mean, obviously the movie's called Bros. It's a commentary on inside a gay culture reality where there's the hunks and then there's the not so hunky, you know, and, and it's kind of like talking about what somebody would have expected. And it's, it's something you don't really think about as a regular straight person. Like you're just like, Oh, well, and, yeah. that theme, and that theme kind of reminded me of unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you know, mm-hmm. how Titus meets, um, what's his name? Mike or something. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah. you know, he, he just comes out, you know, he thinks he's gay and, and he really likes Titus. And so Titus is trying to like teach him how to be gay, yeah. but that's not really the type of gay that he wants to be. You know, he yeah. likes sports. He likes, he likes coming off more masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's and so true. I thought that was a really interesting theme of this, of this movie dealing with um, like Bobby kind of just being himself. And then we have, Aaron was that his name yeah, yeah Aaron. Aaron and um, the other guy that he has a crush on that's more like him who was on the hockey team back at yeah. his home team like his home um, but that's the that's the like conflict of the movie is seeing like Bobby is kind of insecure in himself in some way so that he doesn't really believe that Aaron would actually love him because of who he is and what Aaron is traditionally liking what kind of guy he traditionally likes yeah his type he keeps saying i'm not your type i get that yeah and they're kind of working through that and and aaron on on the other hand is also dealing with like um it seemed like when 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 they had his uh his scene with his parents that maybe he wasn't out to his parents but i think they are but he just he's got that internalized homophobia as aaron was saying when they were in bed together as bobby was saying like kind of like layering that like 
coming out and becoming a more feminine man, like or feminine features that he would suggest to himself, like being a chocolatier or something. You know, so it's kind of like I love that going through that. And when he that was so cute and oh just my like god i wanted to cry i loved that <laughs> i loved that i love that part so like seeing this traditional layering of people like the two main characters becoming more confident and comfortable in themselves because they met each other is the real like great part about this movie it's the real like rom-com-esque aspect that we always look for that the two main characters are going to become better people I also, I really want to go back. Yeah. We should just go back and see yeah, it. We <laughs> I also really liked that this movie wasn't, you know how a lot of rom-coms are like, by the end, they're like, oh, we were perfectly matched. You know, they had their obstacles and yeah. then they're like, oh, we're perfectly matched. We're soulmates. I liked that this was so realistic where it was like, at the end, let's give it three months, let's and, see, three months. and see how it's going. Like that's, that's a relationship that, awesome. that is it's not just like okay we fixed all of our problems and now we're perfect we're the perfect couple it's mm-hmm. just like let's just see where this goes and in, in i like, fire island, like yeah in fire island you know, it's the I same. A realization too so i'm i'm working on like my thesis and it's about ethical non-monogamy and so much of the research is just like gay men aren't meant to be uh in long-term relationships even though like their participants have been in like relationships for like upwards of three years some to like 20 years and it's like and then you see lesbians and you have like the u-hauling so like they meet and then they move in together immediately like this is like going against both of those stereotypes where it's just like they're going to commit to each other for three months and then they're going to check in with each other like this is this is like that part i think is really good like representation of like healthy communication healthy relationships and being able to talk about like everything going on in the relationship like the um like how relationships are actually work it's not just rainbows and butterflies all the time Mm -hmm. it's also not hard times all the time three months is like a good amount of time to really see like what's working what's not i don't know i like it yeah and also they had their conversation um in the middle where bobby was like you know i saw you with the other guy and i thought i don't know if that non-monogamy is going to work for us i think it would be nice if we could be monogamous for a little bit because I'm a little bit, it's just not working for me. And then mm-hmm. he respected that. Um, but of course they went into a situation where the two of them were feeling insecure and that kind of made the the conflict for with the parents and what they did to each other at that point seem like, oh, you know, they're just not really that comfortable with each other yet to be able to communicate this way, to be able to like really trust each other, you know? Yes. So we needed that like, bit of gripe it really felt like a very realistic movie especially with these personalities in this movie like billy eichner has a very interesting very prominent personality and seeing him and have to somebody like right for it like to be the person that's right for him in this movie it's just so sweet because there is somebody right for everybody you know and you watch that and you're like they're communicating, they're able to go through and figure out their problems and be able to be better people for each other. I just love this movie. So yeah, dude. So good. <laughs> oh my God. I loved it so much. Yeah. Oh. It was fun. Um, I think this would be a good time to take a break. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, we're back. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) That was realistic. Oh, so cute. Oh my God. Oh, I love it. I just love- took a picture of my ass for someone. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. And he like cut his butt and he was just like talking to himself in the mirror. I love it. <laughs> Shave his ass. Oh my God. And he was I like, ah. Oh. <laughs> he just, I love Billy Eichner because he's so angry and cute all the time. <laughs> he's such a chaotic, angry man. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. I get much. it. <laughs> oh. Me too. I'm so proud of him. Like I watch this movie and I'm just like, this guy. I love him. Like, of course I'm good. <laughs> or and we- when they were at the club and he kept like turning around and he and Aaron would be gone and he'd be like, what the fuck? Just <laughs> <laughs> like, am I just imagining this dude? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just would leave. <laughs> Where'd you go? Where'd you go, buddy? Why do you keep bleeping? I, I also loved how straightforward he is. Like, he would just yeah. say, like, hey, why'd you do that? And then, you know, he, he would get an answer out of him. And um, it was super refreshing. Like, you just never see that at things. You're, like, always, like, oh, are they going to bring it up? They're going to say how disappointed they were? And he just is, like, hey, dude, that was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh. No miscommunication trope here. Nope. Thanks. No miscommunication so here. Oh I know, God. and that's the problem with a lot of romance novels, I think. And we read so many, and we're just like, why don't they talk to each other? Like, you have to talk to each other. And I felt like this movie, they did talk to each other. They communicated, and even when, you know, they had an issue, they just took a little bit of a break, they reassessed, and then they came back and told each other what they wanted to say instead of saying something crazy in the moment and not, you know, like... It's so much about good communication, and this movie is about that. And that's what I love about it. I love when they mess up. They they talk about it. Like, literally, when Billy Bobby, baby, uh... Baby! <laughs> Billy Bobby, baby. Billy Bobby. It's a reference to company. The oh. entire time, because it's like, I see Billy Eckner, and I go, Billy, but in the movie, he's Bobby. And... 
anyway um and he's baby yeah <laughs> it's literally from company um the when he went to dinner with aaron's parents um afterward he's like yeah i did do all this shit on purpose mm-hmm. i'm like good mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. owning up to it good job i was not expecting that in the slightest nope i thought he was just gonna get defensive nope loved that good communication <laughs> Even if he fucked up on purpose. Even though he was <laughs> he was instigating. Okay, listen. <laughs> he was. I am him in that moment. Yeah. We all do things that are emotional and coming from Everyone an emotional needs to place. Instigating. Yeah. And like he did he did fuck up. Like they both did. And like everybody knew when Aaron asked Bobby to tone it down, they were everybody in my audience was like, Oh no. Like, oh, you don't say that. Oh, I thought that, no. no. <laughs> like, that is not the thing to say to somebody. And of course, like, Aaron's just a little baby and he doesn't know. And it's just like, oh, buddy. Oh, my gosh. The scene where Bobby goes to the gym and uses his deep voice. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he sounds so different. Oh, my God. Accepted like a serial killer, <laughs> and then and then he was in bed with the guy, and then he changed his voice, and he's like, "Are you a serial killer?" It <laughs> was oh so funny. And if I had a Barbara use my real voice, would you have? Would you have? Uh, yeah, maybe. gone out with me. Yeah, probably, but not now. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh! Another thing that happened. So I guess. It's so interesting getting getting two takes from you guys because Alessandra messages me and goes, people say bros is great. And then Casey talks to me. Like, people say bros is just okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, why? And then, and then they're like, oh, they say that Aaron, the guy that plays Aaron's not a good actor. He was really good. He was actually, he he was was actually I, really good. He was yeah. Good. I he actually thought he was very good. good. Yeah. He had a good little cry. Yeah, I was about to cryer. say, Emily loved his crying. Oh, oh you love, love you love cry. crying men. <laughs> like, and like I do too. I also love crying men, but yeah, I Ellie, you really cryers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. He had like such like striking blue eyes. It really, really shined. Don't he, know what that says about me that I like criers is a thing. Mm-hmm. He does look like a Hallmark bro though. Like he does. I want to watch his Hallmark movies now. Uh, but he's with like he's in, straight. In real life or bi or queer in any way? In real I life, know. I thought he was. I don't know. I'm asking. Um, <laughs> it'd be funny if they if he's not, and then they were joking about it in the movie <laughs> about straight people fun. who play gay guys, and then they just they get nominated for as- Oscars. Askers. <laughs> The askers. The askers. Doing those askers. Askers. <laughs> he was Emily so cute. I did also love when Billy does his wonderful monologue on the beach, and then Aaron just kind of, you know, Billy's just like, is that much too much for you? And then Aaron comes over and kisses him. It's just such a sweet, it's such a sweet, vulnerable moment. And such it says so much without saying anything. And there was so many, so many moments when Aaron did that because he was, he was a really a man of few words as, as a lot of like hunks are. And mm-hmm. it just really worked. Like he had that hunkiness that like made him really sweet, sentimental. Um, 
you know, cares about some things, gets a little defensive about other things, and it really worked for him. I think that monologue hit so hard. Like, it was such a relatable thing to be talking about. Like, people underestimate me, and they have no reason to. They're wrong, and it still hurts. Yeah. Like, mood, dude. Such a mood. Um, I was definitely crying in the theater, but... Mm -hmm. What else is new? That's all I seem to do in theaters. Yeah. I love a crier. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily is a psychopath. I must never cry. I'm a psychopath who's obsessed with tears. <laughs> <laughs> but no, okay, I just looked it up. Uh, Luke McFarlane is gay. He came out in, yeah. in 2008. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. I'd honestly be surprised if Billy Eichner did not cast actually queer people. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He was probably like, I don't want to see a straight person the entire time I'm filming. I'm sure there was not a single straight person no. on that <laughs> They had some straight, they had those couple straight friends, but I all, they also could be queer. You never know. They probably could have just play, been playing straight. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Deborah Messing's probably straight. There's her. Ooh. yeah but like i i love the end i love this song like having billy also perform was such a at the end oh my god it was so cute and also them complaining about the love is love shit and like bringing it all the way back to the end of the movie oh my god i love that and like just feeling just what what queer people really think like this is fucked mm-hmm. up, but we're just trying to make it palatable for you straight people. I was like, yes, go be yourselves. Ugh. <laughs> you I know? hate the love is love phrase. I don't Ugh. have a reason for it. It just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. And I'm also going to say something that I know is an unpopular opinion in this room. I did not like the song at the end. You didn't like I it? it was funny. I was so uncomfortable by it. Oh, I liked it. I thought it was cute. It was charming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, B- Billy Actor's a great singer. I thought it was really great that he got to, you know, again, showed off himself, showed off his abilities, and that was very cute. Yeah. The, the lyrics were a little rough. Yeah. The lyrics were a little sure. rough, but sure. it was endearing. It was very I'm endearing. Very much a lyric person. That's true. Yeah. Um, any good trivia unless we had more stuff to talk no, about no yeah let's look at this trivia we're bouncing around. Um, yeah. making fun of Hallmark movies obviously Luke McFarlane <laughs> starred in 14 Hallmark movies 14, 14. Jesus <laughs> what <laughs> that is a lot um, I, I'm sad that this movie I guess bombed, quote unquote, bombed at the at the box office. It, yeah, it's fucked up. But like, I don't. I mean, I was gonna go see this anyway. I should have seen it in the beginning. I should have seen this when it just came out, and maybe my one ticket would have helped. But we, we didn't see it opening weekend. But no. we, we we saw it like the following week, though. I I was very quick to be like, Casey, bro, Casey, bro, question mark, bro, and I was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I'm so glad that we saw it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is compared to Fire Island on here as well. Um, Ooh, which one did you like better, Fire Island or Bros? 
bros bros yeah i mean but fire fire island was a lot different like it was so insular and it was it was pride and prejudice so obviously it was about just a small group of people but also i loved about fire island was that it showed so much of gay culture especially on fire island just like the the gay culture there and everything involved with it was so prescient in this movie i in fire island like i really really enjoyed that about it and I'm really glad that it was made. So thank you, Bo and Yang. Because <laughs> that was, fant- it was really good. And I really enjoyed that. So I'm glad that we got like two different kinds of New York um, films in this. And they even went to P-Town in Bros, which is over yeah. by me in Boston. Another very big gay community. And some of my gay friends have been trying to get me to go. And I'm like, take me like I don't know where to stay like I want to go so bad even more after seeing this movie (laughs) so oh yeah so cute so just just means we're paving the way for more stories I can't wait yes so cute and also I love the soundtrack in this movie um they even played a song by Orville Peck I love Orville Peck so when I heard the song I was like Ah, like I love him so it was really great to hear another like gay singer and just like he is so great I don't know if you guys listen to his music but he's fucking awesome I don't know the the music yeah if I saw him on the street I'd be like that's you (laughs) no he he wears like a uh he doesn't show his face so he wears like a mask and like a cowboy hat that like comes down in like like curtains. Curtains. Yes. Oh, I've like seen that before. Curtains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I've 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 definitely seen seen that hat before. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's see. There wasn't much trivia, honestly. It was all sad things. Yeah. I know. What the fuck? Yeah. I wish we had more. There's a featured review on this user review that says a gay Annie Hall, and I kind of love that actually. That that really yeah. is that is a great description of this movie yeah i love it call myself out i have never seen any hall um i mean it's it's a it's a very important rom-com it's a very important movie i know i've seen it but i don't remember any of it it, do you watch it in study of film outside yes we did um a big part of it again in this In this review is is a big part of it is that the main character is like a nerdy Jewish guy, you know, obviously played by, you know, um, problematic. Yeah. Problematic dude. (laughs) Um, but that's kind of the point of it. So it's kind of like following that rom-com esque. And it was one of the first ones. It was kind of like this new seventies way of doing a rom-com. And I remember Emily, you and I did not like this movie. Um, so definitely, oh, I, I think it. maybe worth a, a rewatch to kind of get an analysis of it. Maybe not for the podcast, but just to kind of as a touchstone because it's it on brand for me because I don't like, um, Woody Allen that guy's movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What is his name? Woody Allen. Yeah. Woody Allen. There we go. I don't. Oh, yeah. Because he sucks. He's yeah. a creep. Yeah. No. And, and I just, and before, he's a pedophile. And before all that came out, I just generally didn't like his movies. You caught the vibe early. I caught it. I caught it early. <laughs> I caught it early. I was like, this dude, something, something. Vibrations were off. Energy was whack. Yeah. Energy was whack. All yeah. that on top. Uh, Annie Hall is a very specific 
touchstone in film. It, 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 there's a reason why people say it's this, it, it's an Annie Hall of this, like why it's referenced. Yeah. Why time. it's referenced all the time. So obviously, even though we don't like it, it's not like it's not important. It is, but you know, that's another conversation for sure. All right. Should I read these plot keywords? Yes. Or Casey, would you like to read them? I'll read them. <laughs> okay. Gay, gay protagonist. Okay. Bare-chested male. <laughs> Sex and raunchy comedy. Okay. Yeah. That kind of describes it. Bare-chested male. <laughs> Bare-chested male. Great. I love it. I also, yeah, I love that Billy Eichner just had his whole chest in there. And then he was talking about his, like, concave chest as well. <laughs> concave chest? <laughs> his bird, his his bird, bird mask. <laughs> Because, like, I've known some guys like that. So, you know, like, obviously everybody needs to be represented on the screen. I love it. I didn't know that was a thing. Yes. I learned a new thing. I learned a new new thing. I know who Deborah Messing is. loading come on okay so this movie got a 77 meta score it got 36 positive reviews and two mixed and zero negative reviews this mirrors what we what we were talking about the other day it's like got the same exact like what is it the ratio of positive mixed and negative reviews that's the movie yeah. we were just talking about what was that? So the negative things I was seeing, it was just like people like, I don't like Billy Eichner. He is so abrasive. And I'm like, yes, and? He's a comedian. He's an abrasive comedian person. Like, that's who he is. And like, you just, that is it. Like, you don't have to like him. No. There are personalities that people have out there that people just do not like. And that is fine. But it's just, it's, shut up. <laughs> You don't get an opinion. <laughs> he's a great, you know, he's a great performer. You know, he makes an interesting person. He's not boring. Listen, Chris Evans liked him. So everyone has to like him now. If you like Chris Evans, you automatically jump over to liking Billy Eichner. But that movie Chris Evans made is extremely boring. Like, What movie did he make? He made this one about these people who like stay overnight at like Grand Central Station in New York. He doesn't have to be smart. He can just be pretty. <laughs> he made that movie? Wait, is it the Netflix film? No, I'm going to find it. My God. A different one? No, I'm sure he's smart. He just might not be a good movie maker. That's okay. He, doesn't he directed a movie? Yes. Yes, he did. He might not be a good director. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> he's getting out there. He's he trying new things. He's trying Jesus, guys. God damn. He's just... He's just pretty and trying new things. Yeah. Damn it. Also, I'm not, Metacritic isn't opening. I'm not so mad I can't at read him. the negative review. Why is Sorry, it? you're going to have to Before do it we me. go is the name of the oh, movie. Totally. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to go to the bottom because that's what you do, Emily. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to do it. Just don't, <laughs> don't do it. That's <laughs> okay. my thing. I'm going to do it. Okay. Jesus. I'm going to do it too because I'm curious. He made this movie before we go in 2014 with Alice Eve. Alice Eve? Yes, the 2014 British actress. Yes, and it was like about these two people who like meet in the morning at Grand Central Station and they're like cute. All right. It got a um 
A 31 meta score, Emily. A 31. Oh, oh yeah. no. Okay. No good. Like, no good. Heroes are are by people with names Wait. like fart douche. No, no, you're on you're on you're on normal people. We don't we don't we don't do we don't talk about we rotten do tomatoes. Critics. Oh, where do I go for that? We don't care what the, we don't care what the math is I'm gonna read the lowest on the movie before we go. There's a 20. There's so little urgency, cleverness, or romantic comedy zing to this effort from four credited screenwriters, including Oscar winner Ron Bass, that the whole effort seems to run solely on the smiles of its photogenic leads. Okay. Okay, are you ready so it's to... Called, it's called what? That, that movie with Chris Evans? Before We Go is the one he Before directed. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make this bash Chris Evans because I also really like Chris Evans. I don't want to say that I don't because I do. You know, you try, you try, and sometimes you don't succeed. Okay, I'm gonna read the lowest review here for <laughs> Bros. All right. Okay. Bring it back. It's a someone's got to. It's a fifty. Fifty. Yes. Yes. I'm. I got. I got that one. So the Wall Street Journal gave it a fifty. A case can be made that it's gutsy and honest for Mr. Apatow, Mr. Stoller, and Mr. Eigner to place such an obnoxious and recognizable figure as Bobby at the center of a rom com. But as we saw in The King of Staten Island, comedy is about jerks. Jerks work only if they're funny, and bros isn't. Okay, Whoa. okay, that is not true. Also, King of Staten Island was also really good. The last Judd Apatow movie that he released. I never saw that one. I wanted to. It is also Wait, good. I would like to have some words with you. Um, Kyle's definitely not listening, so that's why we, we can call him a turd. Excuse me, Wall Street Journal. Have you ever <clears throat> seen a Judd Apatow movie? Okay. Um... I'll read the consequence one. 67. <laughs> really, Alessandra? Do I have to? I mean, no, you, you can read whatever one you want, whatever your heart desires. <laughs> are you, are you trying? Do you not want me to? No, no just read no, it. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's just we always seem to be reading the consequence ones now. <laughs> it's because I know them. Okay. I know. Okay, when it focuses on Eichner and McFarlane and the ever complicated mores of queer masculinity, it stays charming and light on its feet. If it were a little less self-conscious about that homonormativity, it'd have more cohesive identity and be more of a slam dunk in the process. I agree okay. with that. No, I 100% with the homonormativity, 100%. That's kind of what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Was like the story felt really one-sided we're only saying one part of queerness definitely definitely that was a good one normally normally the consequence ones are just they're always very high and they don't really have much of anything to say in crit to critic oh my god emily <laughs> the top one wow what which one the top one is wild oh, oh wait, you want to read it no oh, oh wait it's no. not actually casey read it. Time read it one. Oh, if you want to read the time oh one, the ahead. time one is just it's funny to me so it's an 80, and it says, what's wonderful about bros is how undifferent it is. <laughs> what? Sure. Okay. Right. Uh, sure. Okay. Okay, Emily, so, do you want to read the, the 100? Yep. It's only got one 100, but the San Francisco Chronicle gave it 100. Eichner is quick and funny, and McFarlane is a strong-leaning man and a sensitive listener, mm. with Eichner constantly... Deluging him with a torrent of words. McFarlane would have it be. Would have to what? (laughs) With Eichner constantly deluging him with a torrent of words, Mark McFarlane. Wow! 
McFarlane would have to be a good listener. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Oh my God. Audiences will become very fond of both long before the end of the picture. True. Oh my God, Emily. You, you guys, it took two people to get through that reading right there. Words are difficult. Words are really hard. Also, thank you, San Francisco Chronicle, for being as on brand as possible. I know, yep. San Francisco. Of course, you're going to love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that we've had a nationally exposed, like, released gay comedy like not just a side character not just somebody who is enjoying their life in next to the main character like this is about gay people and it was released nationally and like it's going to be released internationally in some way so it's very exciting that we have this movie and that it's insane that we have um had this in 2022 um, makes me angry, and there's that. So, yeah. hey, don't don't be too sad, Alison. We still have the first gay Hallmark movie coming out, so that's exciting. Did that not already happen? I don't know. I thought I thought it was a Christmas movie. I thought. Oh, I always get confused with Hallmark and Lifetime because they're the same thing in my head, but my mom swears that they're very different. They're probably not. And one of them <laughs> one of them already had like their first gay movie, I think last year or the year before, but I don't remember which one. Maybe that was Lifetime then. Because I saw a headline that said it was Hallmark's first. I just gay hate rom- that we had to like go through happiest season for this because, again, I hate that movie. That and movie I- makes me want to commit violent crime i just i just hate that movie so much and i just i knew from the first five minutes i would not like that movie oh yeah that does not happen (laughs) it was not good it It was not good it doesn't make any sense but it was horrible speaking speaking of kristen stewart this is so off topic well i was on the freeway today i saw the bella swan van or truck the orange chevy Oh, oh, like like the, the like one she owns, the type of car yes. that she had exact in the, replica That's in the amazing. Twilight book. from Twilight. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Did, did did you see the person driving it? Did yes. it look like a, a Twilight fan? No, it was Damn. two old white people. Hey, <laughs> they could be Twilight fans. <laughs> they could be Don't Twilight fans. Judge. <laughs> they could be Twilight but I literally fans. turned my head, paused my Taylor Swift, and went, "Bella, <laughs> where have you been?" <laughs> What does he, he do? Like, what does Taylor Lautner do? <laughs> you gotta say it. You gotta. <laughs> Lily just took a drink of wine when she said that. I was trying not to spew all over the fucking place. Sorry. Oh my say God. It. Say I forgot it. it. I saw a guy on TikTok do that recently. He comes around and goes, Bella, where you been, Loka? And he grabs the phone and goes, where you been, Loka? Where you been, Loka? I'm sorry. He just gets really angry. <laughs> I'm, this is so stupid. I'm losing it. it in this podcast. I'm losing it. Oh my God. Okay, we say all that to say, go watch bros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking good. Oh my gosh. Ugh. I'm so sad that it bombed, but hopefully that just means No, I don't even know. They just... did way <laughs> out streaming and the gays are gonna go after it. Yeah. I hope so. You know, nobody goes so. to the fucking movies and I'm mad because I saw two movies this week. Like who goes to see two movies in a week? 
Anybody. A lot of people. My family? A lot of people. I mean, I used to do that. People with AMC A-list. A. Or the the Regal Club. I don't know what theirs is called. When does Movie Pass come back? It's coming back. It's coming back soon. I know. I put on their wait. I'm on their wait list, but I haven't gotten anything. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Um, that was bros. If you have not seen it, please go see it. It's very good. If you love rom-coms, fucking go see this movie. What the hell are you waiting for? Um, and if you like angry white men yelling all the time, also go see this also movie. Go see it. You might be surprised. But... So good. If you like men crying, go see this movie. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have to say about bros, but go see the fucking movie. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. We also have an IMDb page. Alessandra made that for us, and it's coming together. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. It's fire. Recently. But I'm sure, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's looking better than it did. Um, and please follow our social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. We also have um, an email if you want to email us and say hello. Email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we have merch, so please check that out. We would greatly appreciate it. But thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being a guest again, Casey. Absolutely. I love sharing my opinions with people who genuinely don't care about them. Oh, and, and we all care about them here. <laughs> okay. We, we all care, care about, about your opinion, Casey. So thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. I just said that to boost my ego. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Casey. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.